Welcome to today's podcast about 325 and podcast time. No Alex today. We have a rescheduled interview from last week, and I'm excited to have. We're going to double up on Eric's in just a couple of minutes. I don't have a long monologue today, but um, Eric O'Blander, who is the host of Rise Up and also the show 419 by Design on Buckeye on BCAN. Eric's going to be on. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I saw an article in The Blade. Uh, that was talking about a Jeep documentary that was produced by Buckeye. And Eric was the host. He got a tour. Basically, it's from the beginning of a Wrangler being built to the end. And that documentary is going to run a couple more times. I'll let Eric share some details about that. Also, uh, you can win a Jeep from Buckeye. We'll dip into that as well. A couple other um, quick things uh, for Jeep Fest. So I will be down there Saturday and I believe Sunday as well. I'll I'll be there both days. I don't know if I have to host Kids Fest uh, both Saturday and Sunday or just Saturday, but I'll definitely see you over the weekend. Kids Fest is happening at Imagination Station. I guess it's something called Festival Park and there will be lots of uh, obviously family friendly Things to do, kid things to do. A couple of years ago when I was down there, the Imagination Station had kids building like um, some kind of air rocket out of two liter bottles of soda. They were empty. So a fun time. The Imagination Station will have things to do. The Toledo Police Ice Cream Truck will be there. I think various other entities that you're familiar with, like the Art Museum, the Library, and more, will be a part of Kid Zone. And I will see you there from like 10 to 5 all day on Saturday. Two other Jeep Fest things uh, I saw. Parking, uh, well, if you can get a, uh, if you can take the Tarda shuttle from the mall, it's free. They're going to be running all day long. Um, I've shared that in several social media places. I think there's also one coming from Oregon and Northwood to get you downtown as well. Free shuttles, kind of like gaff style things. And uh, Paco's is doing 10% off if you have a, uh, if you have a Jeep. So there's so much going on. And again, um, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on the podcast Not so much for Jeep Fest, but we know that so much of downtown has been renovated for one reason. Because, like, the renovations have been um, hypercharged because things were obviously being built up. The Renaissance came downtown, new bars and places and things to do, places to eat. And that was already happening, but it got put on um, nuclear fuel when the opportunity to host the Solheim Cup came up. And that was solidified. So... I know that there are people who are like, we're fixing Summit Street for a golf tournament that's going to be here for a week or 10 days. And a lot of these people are going to be not local, possibly international, people from all over. Yes, that's exactly what we spent all that money on and why um, the city is wrapped up with moving cable lines and paying for that. And people are up. Yes, it's exactly what we're doing. And I do my very best to always see the long view, the long game, the big picture. And the little picture is, yeah, um, my friend PK's Balance Restaurant hasn't been able to open back up because of everything happening on Summit Street. And yes, you've been detoured a lot for one road. The big picture is, for Jeep Fest, there's going to be 100,000 people, many people, um, from all over the country, all over the world. There were some statistics a couple of years ago that said there were like people from 70 countries um, 
at Jeep Fest. But we're, we're going to have people from all over the world for Jeep Fest and then how many ever tens of thousands, if not another hundred thousand people in town, in the area for the festivities of the Solheim Cup. And yes, there will be an immediate pop of tourism and um, the money that these people are injecting into the market at hotels and where they're going to socialize and to eat and to drink. And then it's going to be gone. But these people being from around the, around the region, around the country, around the world will take with them. Toledo was a great place. Hey, you're, uh, you're, you're taking a tr- trip to Detroit. Make sure you take a day and go down to Toledo. And when that person from Sweden or South Africa or a Jeep lover from Arizona um, comes and loves Jeep Fest or enjoys the Solheim Cup, they're going to take that word back to where they w- back to where they live, where they're from, and they're going to say exactly that to their friends. Oh, you're going to the Midwest? You're going to be in Chicago? What you got to do is take a couple of days... And yeah, go to Detroit, obviously, but but you're gonna want, don't don't sleep on Toledo. Go to a Mud Hens game, go to a Walleye game. They've got this Summit Street place with a beautiful hotel. The words of praise for Toledo will be a many after um, Labor Day weekend and week wrap up once the Solheim Cup and then eventually you know Jeep Fest is obviously out of here after this weekend. There will be scores, if not thousands of people who will have great things to say about our area, our region, our city, our downtown, but of course also Perrysburg and Sylvania and Waterville and the small places out in Oregon because maybe that's where they're staying and they got the best Airbnb rate to be in our town. So yeah, there will be a pop uh, fiscally and financially when these people are here and then people are, the cynics will come out and say, we fixed Summit Street and all these people are gone now. Now, now what? Well, you, just you wait. The payoff will be in the long run as more and more people decide to visit Toledo, spend time here, and put their money into our economy. And I, for one, will be welcoming them. Let's now welcome the host of So Much on BCAN and Buckeye, Eric Oblander, back on the show to talk about Jeep Vest and so much more. Hello. Uh, Eric Moblander. Eric M., well, there's, there. Believe it or not, there's another Eric Oblander in the world, and he's like an insurance salesman in Utah, and he was like getting all sorts of crazy emails. Well, it is a pleasure. I'm recording, by the way, but you know that. But um, it is a yeah. pleasure to hear your voice again. It's, it's been too long, and I had seen the, uh, the thing in the blade a couple weeks ago about this Jeep, this Jeep documentary. And uh, I saw that you created it, and I just wanted to talk to you, to you about it. And also, everything else you've been doing since we last spoke, which was too long ago. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good hearing from you, too, man. Um, what was this Jeep documentary? Uh, okay, so uh, it, was, it was really cool because, well, I, I produce, you know, I've got the music show Rise Up, and we do Rise Up Live, and you guys have helped us out with those before. Um. But uh, I also produce a show called 419 by Design, which is just kind of a trades show. Like we do like woodworking shops, like, you know, metal uh, fabrication shops, jewelry makers. Uh, We went to Third Man Records pressing and did a story. Um, We've done stuff with, you know, like Reverend Guitars. And the opportunity came up because of our affiliation with Jeep Fest this year that uh, we had access to the actual Jeep like plant 
the the North Assembly plant there on in Toledo here, and uh, they they pretty much said, hey, we'd like to kind of put together an episode of a show. Um, and we kind of came up with the idea of like a Wrangler from start to finish, and they were all for it, and they let us in, and they gave us all kinds of great access to everything. It was really fun. What did uh, what were you most fascinated by? Had you ever been in a car plant or anything like that before? So my thoughts of, you know, a factory, of course, go to like, you know, the old Willie's factory where it's super dirty and hot and everyone's like smoking cigars and, you know, covered in grease. But I mean, the place is immaculate. Uh, it is huge. I mean, it is millions of square feet. Uh, and everyone that works there is super proud of what they do. And they're really, in, you know, seemingly good moods, pretty excited to be there. Everyone seems happy. Um you know, they had a big welcome Buckeye broadband thing on all their screens all over the building, which hundreds and hundreds of screens, uh, you know, they all wanted to kind of get on in the shots. <laughs> um, uh, they were pretty proud of what they do. Um, but I think some of the stuff we saw, it's mind bending the amount of robotics and how strong and big the robotics are. Like uh, there's a whole thing called the rotisserie where they basically just take a Wrangler body. And so the guys and women that work on it don't have to bend down or do anything. It just picks up this body and turns it like, like a pig on a spit and it turns it the whole body sideways. And they all work on the, on the various parts of the vehicle standing right there. So they move the whole vehicle to the people. Um, and the other, the other thing that's pretty amazing is watching the, watching the body and and the frame come together in body decking, which is basically where all the body parts and all the chassis parts come together and they make a Jeep. And it's, it's pretty, pretty cool how they, how they do all that. I know the documentary was going to run a couple of times where there's still opportunities to see it before Jeep Fest and then maybe after. Yeah, it's, um, it is going to be airing a few times. It will be also airing, I believe at Jeep Fest on the big screen. Um, and I believe it is out on social media now as well. So, um, I think if you go to, uh, like maybe our YouTube page, I believe it's there. Okay. Um, but it will be re-airing quite a bit. What are you, uh, what are you doing for, for Jeep Fest weekend? What are, what are you doing and what are Buckeye's plans? Oh, buddy, I'm, I'm <laughs> Mr. Jeep. I'm, I'm Mr. Jeep now, now that I've. Now that I've been inside the look pad, you know, through the looking glass here with the Jeep plant, I'm, uh, so we're giving away a Jeep. We are giving away a brand new Wrangler, uh, here at, at Buckeye Broadband and BCAM. And, uh, so I've had the opportunity to go out to a couple of places with it, and, you know, kind of just show it off. And it's just a straight up giving away a Jeep at Jeep Fest this year. Uh, so I'll be driving that giveaway Jeep in the parade which is super fun. Um, and I'm excited about being in the parade because Jeep Fest is so fun. Uh, such a, I can't think of a more Toledo thing on earth than driving a Wrangler built in Toledo in the Jeep Fest parade in downtown Toledo. Yeah. Uh, and then um, after the parade, we'll be doing this giant reverse raffle and there'll be 80 people selected randomly. And I think to celebrate the 80th anniversary of the Wrangler, uh, and then it's a reverse raffle and we count down from there and the last man or woman standing walks away or drives away with a brand new bright red, cool looking four door removable doors Wrangler. 
is it too late to get in the running to be in the reverse raffle? I don't think so. And then I know that there are also going to be last five, five last minute entries day of. Okay. So there, there are opportunities yet to go. Good. Are you guys going to be set up at Promenade Park, like in front of the big screen, like you were a couple of years ago? Yeah, we'll be down there. Um, we've got a booth going, and we've got uh, like a team that'll be uh, on the, uh, you know, doing the announcing for the parade and throughout Jeep Fest. Uh, we'll have a booth down there, and then we've got another booth that's down by, I believe, by um, Huntington Center too. So. I'll pop over and come see you and uh we'll uh yeah. we'll hang out. It's it's been a while. Um were you God, I'm sorry. No, that's it. I'll say it'd be oh. great to see you. It's a it's so fun down there, so for sure. Yeah, I uh I'm I'm kind of overwhelmed because we're gonna have like a hundred thousand people. It's a lot of people, and Saturday's gonna be a really nice day. So just the thought of the sheer volume of people gets me a little freaked out, but then I'm like, wait a second. I get to run like all over downtown, although I need to be, I'm, I'm the host for the kids zone. So I've got to stay there. But after like my traffic cop duties are done, I can run around and see you and other people and yeah, you know, man. get a, get a bunch it's, of steps in. It's such a fun time. Cause whenever I remember the, I guess two years ago was the last time we were down there for it, obviously. And, uh, I just saw like old friends and new friends and I saw, you know, met new friends and, Saw a bunch of really cool, crazy Jeeps all stacked on top of each other. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Literally stacked on top of each other. I didn't see that until I was walking around later at night and I was walking down. I don't don't know my downtown streets. Like, I know the streets. I don't know the names. The one where uh, the ballpark is on one side, Cock and Bull is on the other. And the Jeeps were, like, on each other's wheels stacked up down the entire block and my jaw hit the ground. Yeah, it's super amazing. Yeah, it's just, and then you get all those guys that like they're in the Glass City Crawlers, and those yeah. those guys usually do that kind of stuff, and they all have these really cool, customized to the nines Jeeps. You know, it's just super fun. Have you? Are you a car person or a Jeep person at all, or going to the plant did it make you more of one? Well, I really want a Wrangler. Like, I really want one of those Willys Wranglers. I really want the one we're giving away, and I really don't want to give it away. I want to keep it. Um, I have owned Jeeps in my life. I've owned, I think, two or three, and I I loved them. And uh, I would love to get another, and it's going to be sad, uh, sad saying goodbye to this beauty that we're giving away. So uh, I do love cars. Um, I'm, I've grown a little more practical in my old age. I started things off with a 69 Barracuda when I graduated high school and uh, progressively gotten safer since then. So now I've just got a safe sedan. (laughs) Here's my pledge to you. If I can find a way to get in the running for the Jeep that you guys are giving away and I make it to the reverse raffle, long story short, if I win, you and I can come together on some type of transaction. Because if I win, you know, I, I'm I'm allowed to. I don't work for you guys. But we can come to a some kind of deal because I think Jeeps are fine. But at the end of the day, I am not a car person one bit. Like my brother <laughs> my brother has lived with cars. He loves cars since he was a little tiny baby. And I bug him to come out for this thing. But I don't care one bit about cars. Like, I want to drive something nice. I have a couple of needs that I like met. But other than that, like, if it works, I'm happy with it. Well, this thing is, like, as GP as you can get. Like I said, it doesn't even have, 
like power windows and locks because the doors come off. Right. Which is so cool. Like it's like a beachcomber meets a, like a nice car with like the in dash, you know, screen and stuff. So it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I think if you win, here's what, here's my deal. If you win, let's just totally, the Eric's will cruise around for like a day. <laughs> the, the double E team will just get out there and we'll, you know, we'll shake some hands and, drive around and look cool in our red jeep well i'm not gonna give it to you we'll have a transaction of some kind no uh, i'm saying i'll just rent it from you and if you know i'm willing to, to negotiate a price okay that all is right very fair for me um tell me about this other show with the artisans because when i was reading the blade article i was like i guess eric had to do this since there's no music anymore so, no, well, you know, we do seasons of our shows. So right now, uh, Rise Up is kind of in the off season. And admittedly, it was a difficult run last year because clearly it was, you know, slim pickings as far as anyone doing any music of any kind, uh, especially for public consumption. So the thing we did that was pretty cool was we had musicians uh, send in videos of themselves like playing when during lockdown, like playing in their kitchen or in their backyard or, you know, whatever. And so we aired those and then we ran these bands and their musicians, uh, PayPal info so they could get tipped by our viewers. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and you did have, you did have the Oliver Hazard show, right? Yep. And that, that was the, the main, that was the big one we did last year was the Oliver Hazard show at fifth third. And, uh, and that was, super cool uh again such a strange thing to do with the you know the you, you remember the they had everything all squared off and everyone had their own little zone but they, they you know they pulled it together super well uh and then the other show i produce is 419 by design and it's you know we we've covered anything you can pretty much imagine in the fabrication world or kind of just artistic world um like I said, we we've done stuff with like you know Jupiter Oak jewelry, all the way up to like Kencraft uh, hardwoods building like a table, and then uh, like Tilido Twisted Iron doing stuff. It's it's really cool. I had no idea you were doing that that show at all. You were always just Mister Rise Up to me. Ha- have you done? Yeah. Have you dove a lot more into that show since you know the obvious uh, inability to do music stuff? Have you leaned into that a lot more? Well, you know, for me, we've always done the show. It's just that it's kind of been the not as popular brother of the Rise Up Rock show phenomenon that is Rise Up. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, it's it's a popular show, but it's more popular for like, you know, maybe your mom or your uncle or somebody to check out because it's a nice, quiet look at, you know, like a professional look at how businesses work and how, you know, people put stuff together with their customers and figure things out. Uh, we don't have any, you know, special guest stars with like Mutilatred or <laughs> any other bands that are coming around. Uh, so I have been doing the show. Um, and then this Jeep show kind of was the first time that I was actually in front of the camera talking to the people that are on the show. Normally I kind of just produce it from the background and interview people off camera. So now I've kind of become, become, begun doing more of like interviewing in front of the camera with the people that are um, on the show and kind of 
guiding people through as like an avatar through the projects and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Good. What? What's uh? Give Give me an anecdote. You said you know my mom might watch it or someone who likes watching things put together. Give me an anecdote because yeah. I can like music is your thing. This is like that's your passion. Maybe this isn't so much of a passion, but what's something that you've really been excited to learn or somebody to talk to or watching something be created from absolutely nothing? Well, you know, when I started Rise Up, the the idea was putting my friends on TV. Uh, was like the first of all, it's cheap labor, and secondly, it's like you know, I, it's a good chance for me to you know build up a little equity, uh, and um, so kind of the same thing with this show. Like having Reverend Guitars on, you know, half of the people that work at Reverend are people I either talk to on a weekly basis or see all the time. So to be able to share their story, a lot of people didn't even know that one of the most popular guitar companies in the world is based right here in Toledo, you know? And uh, so being able to share that stuff is really fun. Uh, places like Toledo Twisted Iron and Ken Craft are great because they work like in the community. So like, you know, like for example, Toledo Twisted Iron is the guy, Dane, he's the guy who did the big, uh, the big circles called Echo downtown. And um, uh, so we got to interview him standing inside of the Promenade Park circles and he told us exactly how he built them standing right inside of them which i thought was really cool and i didn't know that they were those rings are actually a smokestack chopped up like a loaf of bread oh the, the old smokestack from uh from the steam plant yep they yep he Look took one of the ones from the steam plant and sliced it up and made cool rings out of them now we've we've always had a lot of great art here outside of like the art museum stuff but now we've got a ton of it like there's a mural in every corner um the yeah. arts commission is always up to something and it's got to be great to be able to tell these stories because i just thought that they were rings and people like to walk through them and kids like them but to have the story behind it is super cool yeah yeah it's it's great and uh he's done a lot of you know these these artists around you know sometimes like like I said, like the guys at Kencraft or, or Dane over at Twisted Iron, they, they do a lot of stuff that, you know, they don't necessarily, you know, bang their drum about a lot that it was fun to kind of pull the story out of them. Cause most of these guys were just there to work, right. you know, they don't really care if people are like, hooray for you, you know? So, um, it's cool to kind of drag the story out of them a little bit. Uh, and then you were saying these murals, it's been pretty cool. Uh, one of my co-producers, Allie Ray has been, following along with that the world's biggest mural down there uh the at the um the glass city uh, river the, wall yeah the glass city river wall and uh so i had chili on my show chili rodriguez who's one of the artists and then she's been talking to him and the rest of the crew that are down there working on it and it's been so fun and so cool to follow along you know with them and all these other artists just kind of and we're kind of becoming this part of the the process, you know, at least viewing the process. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, every time I get an, I follow the Instagram account and I try to share, they, they post a lot of pictures. I try to share what I can on our Q105 page and it always gets a lot of, uh, a lot of engagement. And then a couple of days ago, somebody was like, I don't, there's always this person. I don't see what's, that's not very local. That doesn't reflect Northwest Ohio. 
And clearly this person didn't get the news, but the sunflowers are native to here. And eventually when the, when the wall is completely done, there will be Native Americans on there um, who reflect the region's first farmers. So the thing yeah. will look very Northwest Ohio. And then there was one lady who I loved her comment. She said, is that going to cause accidents on 75? <laughs> 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 and, and it might, but uh, that's why Misney uh, can put a billboard up. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of other stuff to. I mean, if the nature and the beauty of the river itself isn't right. making you rubberneck, <laughs> if that's not making you rubberneck, I'm not sure what else is gonna. So you know, it's gonna be awesome. And I, I, is it the is it the largest mural in the country and the second largest in the world? I think that is correct. Yes, and um, it's just it's funny. Like when you drive by there. And you look and you see those bucket trucks there where they paint off of. And the bucket trucks look like toys next to the giant wall, you know, and the and the towers. It's just it's amazing how big this thing really is, you know. And they've gotten I mean, they're making so much progress. It's it's going fast. Those yeah. guys all are lights out artists. So, you know, it's they know what they're doing. It's got to be projected to be done. I mean, it's got to it's got to finish up before the cold weather hits. When is the projected end date? So I don't know the answer to that, but I know that you're right on that. I'm sure they're going to, but the way that they're moving, I can't imagine a world in which it won't be done by, you know, the, the late fall. Do you, do you know of any, any ceremonies they might be planning? I don't know anything that they're planning, but I know that they're, they're so proud of what they're doing that I'm sure, you know, along with the rest of the city waiting around with bated breath to see it done. I, I can't imagine there wouldn't be something fantastic to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, make some, some big national news as well. It's a, yeah. it's a beautiful piece and yeah. there, there are murals everywhere. I just saw another one or it, it came across my way. There's one, I guess, across from home, plate, the home plate entrance of the ballpark. It's like a big, beautiful, gorgeous purple lion. And yeah. we've got some, some great spots, some great artists. How uh, you mentioned, you said Chili Rodriguez is one of the artists. Yeah. Um, n- not local, right? How did they go? The Arts Commission selected somebody. Did they put it up for bids? So, well, so Chili's from Toledo here. He's he's a local guy. Um, and I actually interviewed him. He did. He does lots of beautiful murals all over town. You've seen them. They're the most colorful, beautiful mural uh, murals. And then he also did that. There's a Tupac mural that's on. I I think it's uh, what is it on Detroit. And oh gosh, I can't think of the cross street, but I interviewed him there in front of this giant Tupac mural. And um, the guy that they got to design the actual uh, the, the river wall is not from Toledo. That is I believe that is correct. It was an arts commission thing, though, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yep. Um, last couple of minutes. What of uh, what's coming up for Rise Up since? Well, up until about two weeks ago, we were trending in a very fine direction now maybe not so much and i would i'm advising people at least privately like don't make anything set in stone just yet but we can still do some things so what's what's lined up for the fall for rise up yeah you know that's i'm kind of uh you know cautiously optimistic like as you are you know i'm i i'm i i hope things work out for us but it seems like the numbers are trending in a not so hot way, but I think like last year, we just had to adapt. And I think at the end of the day, we ended up with one of the best seasons we've done. You know, we got to cover lots of cool bands, uh, even though, albeit sometimes it's, you get a little sick of Zoom interviews and 
you know, uh, you know, Facebook live uh, streams and stuff like that. But at the, at the end of the day, it's just getting the, you know, the bands out there and sharing their music. So it, if it's a little bit different of a vehicle to get it out there, that's okay. Uh, and I never really know ahead of time what I'm going to do because, you know, like right now I'm off and then it'll start up again in the fall. And there's so many things going on all year round here in this town, uh, you know, between jazz festivals and, you know, kind of art stuff like the uh, like momentum and all that kind of thing that kind of tie in music with art. Uh, and that's sort of where I like to lean into this year is kind of finding stories that are more, uh, you know, like, I mean, first of all, there are tons of bands that are like putting out records and going on tour is the best you can do in this crazy time. But also there are stuff where a lot of bands are kind of combining art and music together. Um, there, uh, there's like a really cool band uh, from Toledo I've had on my show before. Actually, they're from Bowling Green. Uh, they're called Teamonade. And uh, they just were yesterday, they just put out a record that was the uh, Bandcamp, like record of the week, like for all of Bandcamp in the world, they were, they were chosen as the record of the day, or I think it was the record of the day. Awesome. Um, yeah. And like bands like that, they're that, you know, a lot of people never heard of, but the rest of the world out there is going, holy smokes, these guys are great. Uh, is, you know, that's something I really like to do is, you know, find some bands that are maybe necessarily not uh, doing a bunch of, not that there's anything wrong with cover bands, but bands that are out there doing their own music and kind of getting out there in the world. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, things will, will probably feel pretty, pretty normal on, on Saturday. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to the weekend, to having all these people here. It'd be good to see you and lots of other people. Cause you're right. We, uh, we did this about two years or so ago downtown and it was a huge weekend, a beautiful weekend, but obviously not last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm really thrilled and excited to be part of this thing, but <clears throat> I'm not excited about the fact that it's going to be a thousand degrees on Sunday. <laughs> But that's all right. Uh, it's summertime, so what? Uh, the Jeep has been kept. the The Jeep that's going to be given away has been kept at your work, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. I was I was going to say, like, maybe you can convince them to let you take it home for a night, <laughs> so you can get a good spot in the parade, and then before you oh. know it, Eric's in Wyoming. Yeah. All of a sudden, here I go. Bye, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, I um, I don't want that kind of responsibility, my friend. I'm not even driving it in the parade. We've got someone driving, and I'm just waving, and I'll be on my my AirPods like I am with you right now, kind of uh, doing a live feed from the actual Jeep, which will be pretty fun. Very cool. Yeah, I know we have uh, K100 is going to broadcast the parade on the radio, and their uh, their talent will be lined up along the path. And cool. uh, I so for both of the last couple of years, I've been the host of the Kids Zone, and. It's in the lower part of the Imagination Station where you like kind of go down. Um, I guess the whole area is called Festival Park. And la last two years particularly, well, the last two Jeep Fests, I couldn't tell when the parade was over because I couldn't see. I had to walk up the street level to see. And I think it, I don't know if it was two, three years ago or two years ago, the parade was the longest one in the history of parades. It just kept going. But Yeah, it was down. It started like at one point the parade was it was in downtown and there were jeeps going through downtown but the end of the parade was past the zoo yeah so i mean that's crazy miles <laughs> yeah, and that's miles crazy. yeah um good to catch up 
Everything sounds yeah, man. everything sounds really well, and I look forward to seeing you in tears when they take your Jeep away on Saturday. Oh God, I'm it, gonna be sad to miss old Red. I'm gonna miss old new Red. And um, but hey, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, you know, on on the pod here, it's thank you for you know letting us share what's going on with us here. We really appreciate it, and uh, you're always you know very kind to us and uh, helping us get the word out of what we're doing. So thanks. Of course I will. Uh, I will see you and Jody and Allie and Jordan and Tim and Marcus and anybody else that I know over there over the weekend. You will indeed, my friend. All right, Eric, take care. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye.